0: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
1: So hello and welcome to Friends with Friends. Uh, I'm Pete Ellison,
2: here's Dave Cribb. Ahoy, ahoy to you Peter on this very romantic Valentine's week. I mean it's Valentine's Day as we record this, but by the time it comes out that'll be very much over. But um, just to give... Everybody, a little insight into how we uh, planned to record this week. You texted me saying, are you free on Sunday? Because I'm busy on Monday. And we both had to make just just, just make sure, didn't we, Pete, that we didn't have yeah. any Valentine's plans, but it turned out very quickly
1: we were available. <laughs> yeah, who'd have thought it? Who'd have Who thought, thought it? it? I'd say the hour you and I just spent trying to make our equipment work <laughs> was, was probably the highlight <laughs> for me. <laughs>
2: Well, it is working now, but the worrying thing is, it's like if your car was making a weird fucking noise, like such a weird noise that you can't drive it because you're like, this sounds like it's going to explode. And then it just suddenly stops making the noise and it's like, okay, car's working fine, but I'm worried about what might happen or why that was happening. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So if we suddenly disappear halfway through this, guys, that's why. Um, but yes, Valentine's aside, uh, it's quite an uh, apt episode this week, Pete. Cause snow, cause snow. Yes, yeah. um, here in uh, England's England, certainly it's been snowy. I know Wales has just started to get some snow in the last couple of days. Like it's been spreading around, hasn't it? What's yours? What's your snow? Uh, well, we week we then? seem
1: to have had the the, the majority of our snow uh, in the past couple of weeks, and not this week. I mean, it's freezing, yeah. but yeah. Um, I've I think I've made my my views on snow very clear before, haven't I? Not a fan, are you? Shite.
2: <laughs> uh, I will admit I'm thrilled that it's starting to disappear because it's just it's just a pain in
1: the ass, isn't it? Really? It is. It's an extra pain in the ass at a time when no one needs a pain in their ass. Exactly.
2: We already have too many ass pains. We mm. do not need another. Exactly. So a double request. The the Q skipper, as it were, is Scarlett. Now I say Q skipper because Scarlett, the second requester, still uh requested it on september the 26th last year and as we record this famously as we've made aware it is february the 14th February,
1: yeah
2: Uh, scarlet hi i love 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 your podcast wondering if you would do the one with phoebe's wedding scarlet i mean absolutely efficient and to the point she's got everything in that message that we need to hear is that all it says some unnecessary praise for us and the request absolutely fine thrilled okay fine yeah she has skipped the queue courtesy of ivetta now, what I will say about Iveta's message is that I replied to it on Facebook, Pete, with the following message. Thanks so much for your lovely message. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and thanks for the episode suggestion. I've added it to our list to discuss in the next few weeks. Tell you what, though, that's bullshit, though, because who's, who's head of list? what's oh the lit hours oh, in yeah you mean it's bullshit that i've not even applied it to the list it's
1: bullshit that you've claimed that you'll <laughs> add it to the list because that's not your that's not your job dave well, stop actually, stop telling people that you have authority that you don't have
2: well i don't i never sign these messages off as me Pete. it could be from either of us right but i guess we have made it clear that you don't you're off grid aren't you facebook i'm off grid and head of list head of the list okay well we've added it to the list by virtue of me sending it to you. If you needed any more pointless admin <laughs> details, <Yes. laughs> this is what happens. I pick up the message on Facebook and then I pass it to Pete and Pete adds it to the list. Anyway, the point is, Pete, that I said we'll cover this in the next few weeks. You alas, alas, Iveta's message came through on July the 7th. But it's a lovely message. Here it is. Hi, Dave and Pete. Greetings from Bulgaria. Oh. Uh, and then she says, I know it's no Japan. But I just want you to know, you have at least one faithful listener here too. Now that is, Pete, a reference to something we said back in June. (laughs) I was just going to say, I've got no clue what that's referencing. We talked about about people listening in Japan back in June. So at the time this message was received, very topical. Now, uh, I had to really uh, go back and go, what was that in relation to? Fuck
1: me, it took a while for that joke to land, didn't it? (laughs)
2: Uh, She goes on. Ever since I discovered your podcast about a year ago, I've absolutely loved it, and you guys have been a constant sort of positive vibes, especially in this current terrible time. So, thank you. That's really nice. Well, it's Um, still
1: a terrible time, so she's got that right. Yeah,
2: absolutely. That's still relevant. Attempt as best we can to continue to be a source of positive vibes, Mm. even if we're basically moaning about being single on Valentine's Day. But there you go. Um, The episode I'd like to suggest is the one with Phoebe's wedding. I think it's one of the last great episodes of Friends. Definitely one of my favourites in season 10. Phoebe's always been my favourite character. To see her finally get her well-deserved ending was incredibly heartwarming and satisfying. I also absolutely love Joey, getting super into pretending to be Phoebe's dad. Uh, And Monica gets to go absolutely wild here too, which I love because she's almost never allowed to have as much fun as the others. And then a personal uh, reason for this request... Fun fact, the song that plays while Phoebe and Chandler walk down the aisle, which is here, there, and everywhere by the Beatles, ended up being my sister's wedding song because of this episode.
1: Oh, that's nice. Isn't that
2: lovely? So maybe it's just because I feel very personally connected to it. But I'd love to hear your guys' take on the episode. Thanks. Stay safe. Keep up the awesome work. That's so nice. What a lovely message. And... You know, I feel like we probably apologised more on this podcast than we have talked about friends, but let's add another one to the pile. I'm sorry it took from last
1: July. But here we um, are. Here we are. Here we are. I mean, we barely need episode synopsis here, do we? Because it's just the title of the episode. Phoebe gets married.
2: The Monica thread, and then Joey pretending to be Phoebe's dad. There's also the Chandler and Ross vying to be the final groomsman, which we'll get to. So... So in my head, Pete, I think this episode sort of splits into three at the start, but then the second half we we sort of come together for the whole wedding. Just right?
1: Everyone together, yeah.
2: So should we sort of attack the, the the three little strands at the start of the episode, which are Joey being the dad, Chandler yeah. and Ross, and and basically Monica being. I mean, I better said, uh, wild and fun. I would say awful, uh, a dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, where to start?
1: Uh. Well, should we start with a Joey bit?
2: Yes. Now, first thing I would say, shout out to the word furlough.
1: (laughs) Yes, furlough gets a reference in its sort of American prison context, doesn't it? Yes.
2: Anyway, Phoebe asked Joey, doesn't she, to step in as her dad? walk her down the aisle, as
1: it were. And Phoebe asking Joey to, to walk her down the aisle, it, it's very sweet. That whole scene like before the titles is actually really lovely. Yes, it is. It is. You can tell you're getting towards the end of Friends,
2: can't you? Because yes, a lot it's of... a bit
1: sort of reflective and <laughs> yeah. a bit sort of tell people what you really feel about them, isn't it?
2: They're sort of happy for the gag rate to be a bit lower in order to make space for a bit more of the emotional stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although this episode does have a lot of laughs and a lot of um, a couple of very... Uh, lasting lines, one of which is, I am pretty wisdomous, which Joey says, yeah. you know, when, when Phoebe's asking her, asking him at this point. And I, I think I use I am pretty wisdomous fairly regularly,
1: actually. Somebody's just tweeted us it this evening, actually. Have they? Yeah. They? Amy said whoever requested this episode is pretty wisdomous.
2: I love that. Can I just say, <laughs> as an aside, any we announce the episode that we're about to cover... There's always a handful of excellent responses with, like, yes. like tiny quotes from the episode in yeah. context with people choosing it, and it makes me smile non-stop, so thanks for that. So Joey, as Iveta says, um, sort of leaps into this role, doesn't he, and tries to take it very seriously. Uh, starting at the rehearsal dinner where he tries to make small talk with Mike's parents, who are quite rude, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes, they also sort of behave as if they've, they've never seen him before, which I sort of imagine that they probably have.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of sort of, like the rehearsal dinner itself is a strange event, isn't it?
1: Well, is that a, that's not as much of a tradition here, is it? I don't like, think so. A, a lot though. of bit like before my sister's wedding, there was a bit of a gathering where people came along, like people who travelled a long way
2: yeah and i've been to weddings where it's like you know my friend had a wedding in the countryside and a, a few of us stayed in a hotel and we all had dinner the night before you know like but to call it a rehearsal and it's a, but it's a very formal um occasion as well from what we've learned of from friends basically the rehearsal dinners aren't they because they have one in london as well yeah um which again doesn't seem to fit in with what we're suggesting doesn't happen here so much but um but yeah like this very very formal occasion the night before... Because it happens in The Office as well, doesn't it? The American Office. It does, office. Jim and Pam's one. Yeah. It. And no, I've, I've... I mean, unless, again, Pete, this goes back to maybe we're just bad at kissing, but maybe we're just never invited to the rehearsal yeah, dinner. Maybe, maybe. Um, but even at weddings where I've been best man and groomsman, they, that's never happened. So if they have thrown a rehearsal dinner and not invited <laughs> me, I'm looking at you, Simon. If you had a rehearsal dinner... And see, the night before my friend Simon's wedding where I was the best man... Um, there was, like, a party, a little gathering in one of the houses where some of the people were staying. Great. But it wasn't, like, a formal thing. Yeah, it was, like, a pizza party And you wouldn't call it a beer. rehearsal. No, yeah. no. It was just a fun little everyone's out of town in the same area. Let's all have a few beers and a nice time, you know? Also,
1: Monica looks like she's wearing a wedding dress at the rehearsal.
2: Yeah, everybody's dressed too smartly, I'd say.
1: Yeah. This Monica's is... wearing, like, a white dress, yeah. which would pass for... A, wedding dress and then has a little cardigan over top of it
2: yeah it's very strange isn't
1: it i mean that's the least of monica's problems at that, that, oh, that God,
2: we'll get onto that in a minute won't we um and then the uh after joey sort of gets snubbed by what well, does mike's dad say who the hell are you <laughs> like yes even even if joey's behavior is a bit confusing you'd thought he'd just be a bit more polite on the rehearsal dinner well let's be honest there's only 10 people there or something
1: yeah, it's, it's very low-key. not a big occasion, key. is it? Like, well, it should be low-key, given the number of people there, but it's actually quite formal.
2: Well, correct, yeah. There's fewer people at the rehearsal dinner than there are at the wedding. Yes. Even though the wedding is itself scaled down because of the blizzard. Yeah. And again, I don't fucking know what's supposed to happen at a rehearsal dinner, but the other two examples we've cited, the London one and the one in the office, there's fucking loads of people at the rehearsal dinner, aren't there?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And speeches. Speeches and all that sort of stuff. Um, but Pho- all, Phoebe only has the friends at her rehearsal dinner. That's it. So, like, not her mum's not there or anything. You know, like, there's, there's there's a lot of people that could slash should be at Phoebe's wedding and rehearsal dinner and, and just all she... Can't ha- be asked. Mike has a sort of series of anonymous people on his side that we literally never meet. His yeah. groomsmen and such.
1: Who's that really boring couple that we meet when Phoebe meets um, Mike's parents? They're not there, are they? Oh, no. No,
2: no. They're not there either, are they? Um, no, it's basically just Mike's parents, a groomsman, a best man, and a couple of other anonymous extras, aren't there? Mm. But anyway, there you go. So Joey then uh, continues the dad taking the dad thing too seriously by taking Mike for one of his little sort of pre-wedding speeches in Joey's bedroom, which, let's be honest, is the bedroom of a 19-year-old student
1: it's very chaotic isn't it I also think that Joey telling Mike that there's nothing more important than family is a bit rich given he rarely sees his
2: <laughs> Joey comes from this sort of really tight supposedly Italian family who yeah. we meet about three times in ten years yeah <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah and Joey just recites all these lines from from a uh, from a mafia movie. what was it called Fam- family honour to this timer it's, time it's
1: a personal yeah <laughs>
2: So that's Joey's sort of segment of the of the pre-wedding storyline. Then we get Chandler and Ross, who are, I'd say, very presumptuous in thinking they should be part of this wedding.
1: Well, it's not unreasonable for Phoebe not to be able to fit all five of her friends in her quite limited wedding party.
2: Right, exactly. There's only 12 people at the bloody rehearsal dinner. Um, They can't all be in the wedding. <laughs> no. But also, it's... I mean, it's it's symptomatic, isn't it, of the dysfunctional friends relationship between the group? But ultimately, weddings very traditionally have the bride has her bridesmaids, right, which are yeah. her friends, and the groom has his friends as groomsmen and uh, best man. Like, yeah, why the maybe fu- chucking a brother? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There might be a close brother or a close sister doing the sort of the swapsies. But why would the hell would Phoebe's? Friends that she lives near, even have a look in at Mike's wedding party. Effectively,
1: and then they seem to expect that there'd be maybe some other role for them in the wedding. Like they might have some other part to play when you know it's quite limited with weddings.
2: I mean, it's yeah. There's there's two roles. I mean, there's one role, and then there's from each from each side of that role, there's a head version of that role. You know, I'll tell you what was also odd is that Chandler has taken ten years and many rehearsal dinners to come out with that. Glad I get to rehearse the dinner. Gag, yes. I would have thought he'd have made a long time ago.
1: I um, I do like Ross and Chandler having their little squabble about not being selective for things before, and then I like uh, Ross saying, "Is that what they say on the figure skating team?" (laughs) I wouldn't know. I didn't make it. Yeah, (laughs) that's a great bit of Chandler being whiny.
2: Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? It's one of those moments where you just have to sort of. It's it. There's still like that lingering bit of. Stereotypical masculine, you know, Chandler trying not to be, uh, talk about figure skating, what's the other one, ice dancing or whatever. Football
1: is is the only one that he sort of feels is acceptable.
2: Yeah, Ross is like, football, talk about football. But again, as kind of as with last week's episode, really, Chandler's being, um, much less stereotypically masculine and Ross is really trying to sort of force him into being it, isn't he?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, but yeah, when when that callback. Is that what they say on The Biggest gang Team? And then they probably hug because Chandler's still <laughs> very uh, emotionally traumatised by it. And then Mike reveals his groomsman can't come. And they go absolutely nuts to be involved in this wedding. Honestly, guys, why do you care? They're gagging for it, aren't they? Chill the F out. Um, and then quickly, Mike offloads the decision to Phoebe, who offloads the decision to Rachel. Um a lovely bit of delegation.
1: Rachel's barely really in this episode, is she? There's
2: very little. Actually, yeah, this is a very weak Rachel episode, and we'll get on to, I think, the the worst bit of this episode, and actually one of the worst bits of all her friends, uh-huh. is, is Rachel in this episode. Ooh, a little tease ahead to later um just not, not terrible but it's just just dreadful writing and i just think the whole bit's a bit eggy but we'll come on in a, to that in a bit uh, rachel's in charge of it and actually to be fair it it makes me laugh that her attitude is just tell them both that they are the groomsmen and yeah and hope the situation resolves itself somehow which we weren't to her, supposed
1: to tell each other yeah
2: to be fair to her the situation does resolve itself it's true yeah mike
1: comes in shout out to chappy poor old chappy looks absolutely fucked
2: the poor dog, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, the poor dog, it's like we learn the dog can't walk in the snow. Like, yeah. he's quite a pathetic dog as it is, but he just I, looks. I
1: love, I love how seriously Ross takes Troll as well, when he inter- interrupts the actual wedding to be like, Chappie's heart rate has slowed way down. <laughs> See, the thing with that is, what a strangely
2: dark line. Like- <laughs> yes, the dog is dying in his arms. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly the wedding enters a race with death like this reading has to conclude before the dog dies like it's such a throwaway little laugh but
1: when you really uh, dial down into it but of course Chappie is part of the, the final part of the episode anyway ross is waiting for him to go to the loo, so chappy's fine in the end poor old chappy
2: is he fine in the end though pete because well, at this time it's 11 p.m everyone else has gone home and mike's mum and dad have just left the dog Yeah, that's true. Unless they're out partying in Manhattan somewhere, but I imagine they've already gone home. Why have they left the dog with Ross? In the street. I'm not sure Chappie's getting all the love and care he deserves.
1: He's just in the street, in the snow, cold, shitting and dying.
2: Well, just not even shitting. He's like, you know, refusing to shit. God, poor old Chappie, eh? Monica's headset confuses me.
1: It's sort of a Britney-style headset, isn't it?
2: The headset itself, absolutely fine, I understand it. My question to you, Pete, is who is she talking to? Yes, good point, yeah. At no point do we see any sign of anybody else with a headset. There doesn't seem to be... that. Certainly at the rehearsal dinner, there's 10 people there, like we discussed. At the wedding, in the end, there's about 20 people there, one of whom is Gunther.
1: (laughs) Yes, you're right, because even when she's sort of panicking that one of the bridesmaids is missing before she realises it's herself, she sort of talks into the headset, but there's no one on the other end of it, is there?
2: There's nobody there. We can see the entire wedding party, unless there's a whole team of sort of stage managers in blacks, mm. out of shot, you know, when she says the wedding is ready to go, and she says sort of, teams go on my command, all teams execute, whatever she says, who are the teams? Yeah, who are you talking to? I feel like maybe maybe the whole thing was uh, just an elaborate ruse for Monica to look cool wearing a headset, but still, she, yeah. She
1: doesn't, she doesn't.
2: 1,800 military time is when the dinner starts. That's what Monica tells Phoebe. 2,100 military time is when Monica calls the speeches. Long meal. Long fucking meal. Exactly what I
1: was thinking. I mean, weddings are long.
2: Yeah, but this is the rehearsal dinner, Pete.
0: Well, uh, maybe it's time to even
2: longer. get your mistakes out of the way. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking that. Just considering the 10 or 12 people there, all of whom are making quite boring small talk at 6 o'clock when they arrive. <laughs> like, God, that must have been a tedious evening.
1: Also, where's Chappie at this point?
2: Oh, where is Chappie? Left at home, probably. Absolutely yeah. not cared for by his parents at all, is he? Oh,
1: Chappie. The true tragic figure of friends.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Justice for Chappie. That's what we need. A curious nod to the fax machine. Yeah. In 2004.
1: Yeah, faxes were off. Uh, We say this and then someone will be like, oh, no, I actually was (laughs) using a fax machine last year.
2: (laughs) What we've learned from the tech chat on this podcast, and if you just joined us or you haven't listened to some of the episodes from sort of towards the end of last year, some examples are, you know, text messaging and emails and when all that sort of stuff came in. And I think what we've learned from various protestations is that America was just always really behind the UK? Yeah. A lot of people sort of get in touch to say, well, you might have had a Nokia 3310 in 2001. But I only
1: got one a month ago. We only
2: got cups and string in 2008. <laughs> and so, actually, maybe, look, like for argument's sake, let's just assume that in 2004, yeah, that's when the fax, fax machine made it to America. Well, on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just starting its a technological journey in America in 2004.
1: Have you ever sent a fax? Do
2: you know what? I have actually, Pete. Uh, yeah. Summer job back in what year would it have been when I was 16? So, 2002. Do you know what? Still on, but that was in a stationery shop. So.
1: Really? Which was it? One of the uh, the big name stationery shops?
2: Well, I mean, what are your big names? Can you name more than two?
1: Well, your W. H. Smiths. Oh yeah, and uh, your Ryman's.
2: Ryman's, there it is. Ding, ding, ding! Someone we knew uh, owned a franchise (laughs) of Ryman's in Altrincham. Right. So there that you go. sounds
1: pretty bleak. To be I think
2: saying. I only worked there maybe twice. My sister worked there quite a lot and I don't know why I was working there. I just remember working there a couple of times. Are
1: Ryman still on?
2: I think Ryman's still on, yeah. Yeah, I do walk past one occasionally. I mean,
1: WH Smiths are just clinging on, aren't they?
2: Oh, absolutely. yeah. Wait, they're
1: they're, all... Everything's over... Oh, no, I won't say
2: that. <laughs> are you worried about besmirching WH Smith?
1: Well, I don't know. Just, I was going to say everything's overpriced and it's sort of known for having shit carpet.
2: Yes, it is. It does have terrible... I mean, no... do you know what? at this stage of the lockdown what i wouldn't give to be wandering i around would H. fucking smith. love
1: to go to <laughs>
2: <laughs> just have a take a tread on the shit carpet
1: oh to go to wh smith <laughs>
2: um it's interesting that ivetta enjoyed the monica storyline because i personally one of my worst monica experiences this episode
1: it's peak anno- i find it's peak annoying monica Although I do agree what Iveta says in that it does seem like Monica is having her own sort of fun. It's just that when Monica's having her own sort of fun, no one else is.
2: That's true, isn't it? Monica's fun involves everybody else having a torrid time. She's a little
1: fun leech.
2: Yes, she is a fun leech. The Monica gesturing at her watch and telling Phoebe to hurry up the speeches is... Yeah. She should have been stopped by
1: everybody. Especially when she, when Phoebe references her her mum who is no longer with us, and Monica's like, "Oh God!" Oh no. I
2: mean, that is tasteless at best, isn't
1: it? I do love hysterical Phoebe though. Snapping, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's it's very
2: reminiscent of the sock, Juji,
1: the sock, the sock. Yeah. And that sort of
2: wraps up the the pre wedding night, doesn't it? It'd be a good time to take a little break, and then we can do the second half of the wedding day itself, right?
1: Yeah.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up. What was that?
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wedding day, right? Now, there's something about the wedding day, even before all the blizzard stuff happens, it does not have the vibe and the energy of a wedding day.
1: Well, I also thought it it also creates a very different vibe for a Friends episode. Like, it feels quite different. It feels quite significant. But then also the way that they're sort of, we're seeing different sets because they're out on the street and they're coming in and out of Central Perk in a different way to how they normally would. It just feels, it almost feels like a sort of end of series episode or Mm. even like a last ever episode, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah, it really does. It's a very, it feels like last day of term vibes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um. But so so Monica's been fired by Phoebe and Phoebe sort of says, do you know what? Just be a bridesmaid. Don't be the wedding planner anymore. Yeah. At which point Monica continues to be, it's like her behaviour is abominable.
1: Well, she sort of relishes things going wrong from that point yeah, on, doesn't she's she? She's
2: lording it over Phoebe, isn't she? She's not helping. It's like you're not the wedding planner, but you could be, you know, if you get fired from a job, and then the company says, "Can you just give back all the confidential information and make sure this company works?" You can't just be like, well, "I've got the phone number of the guy who's the client, but I'm not going to give it you." Yeah, like she's um, she's being a bad professional and a bad friend. I would suggest.
1: By the way, who has a fucking ice sculpture at a wedding?
2: Ah, uh, do you know what though? Here's the thing.
1: I do love when it melts though on the on the old on, on
2: the steam grid. Um, someone I know runs an ice sculpture company. <laughs> Right, cool. And once I learned this, it was like a friend of a friend. I went through a phase for about two or three years where I'd organise an ice sculpture from them for pretty much every event I had.
1: How much is an ice sculpture? A couple hundred quid, maybe, for a little one? well like, what not, about the, they have a huge one? Not debility. Yeah, that one I think would have been. Which, by the way, how how do they get that up and down the stairs multiple times? Well,
2: who's taken up the stairs and just left it in the hall as well? I get annoyed enough when Amazon leave a box in my hallway and just knock and leave it. Yeah, like if you're delivering an ice sculpture, surely you want to make sure that it's getting to the right place. Yeah, but yeah, I used to. We had one for a, a radio party, a <laughs> like Series rap party. We had one at a a radio awards night or something, I just kept saying, hey, guys, I know these guys that do ice sculptures and sort of funneling some of the budget off. Because do you know what, Pete? People do love an ice sculpture.
1: But are they sort of functional?
2: Yeah, so the, if you can request that it's functional in the sense that it's got a, a hole and a tube. So you can... For shots. Yeah, you do shots down it, don't you? Right. Um, but it doesn't feel like a very shoddy wedding. And actually, considering someone did melt the ice sculpture in this wedding... Like, you'd be a bit more livid than that, right? That must have cost a fair
1: fucking bit of money. Well, it's money down the drain, isn't it? <laughs> it's literally, because it's literally did money you, down the did drain. Did you write please. that down? Or it's literally it down? ice down the drain. How long have uh, no, you been down. waiting to say that? That was off the top of my head, though. Peter, I'm proud of you. That's thank you.
2: That's a very good joke, actually. Thank, uh, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the wedding day, it feels like a lot hasn't been done. Yeah, I, know, know, I mean. know Monica's giving up, but there's a lot of shit not finished. Well, I feel or- this.
1: Obviously, there is the added complication of the blizzard, which is throwing everything off. But it does seem to me very unlikely that the bride would have to be there organising such intricate details on a wedding day. Yeah, the food's going wrong, the drink's going
2: wrong, the ass sculpture's in the wrong place. E- pretty much everything has been half-assed organised, hasn't it? I-, I would say at this stage, Monica's not a very good wedding planner.
1: No, she's she's done a terrible job.
2: I do quite like the old urban wedding that they end up having. The street wedding, yeah, it's interesting. Like, obviously at the risk of being accused of overanalyzing a TV show. We've had a snowy week this week, Pete. That road is still in the middle of Manhattan. There would still be a reasonable amount of people traffic. Snow doesn't there. like, when snow happens, and you've had really bad snow up in Leeds recently, it's not like the town closes down completely. Do you, know I mean? you couldn't just throw an event in quite a main road and assume that that was fine they've set up chairs they've set up a whole wedding they've moved an ice sculpture into the middle of the street they've opened up Central Perk and just left the doors open as if nobody is in Manhattan at all so what would be the point in having security yeah they're just using this coffee shop again there's a blizzard so why does that mean the coffee shop's closed surely the people of Greenwich Village still want coffee they'll want to warm their hands they will want to warm their hands Pete. exactly um so yeah, it's very it's very strange, but I get it. I get the pretense. It's a it's a TV show. But yeah, it's a nice it's a nice setting they end up having, isn't it?
1: And they have a lovely wedding. It's all very sweet.
2: How they get to the wedding, though. Is the worst part of the episode for me. I think the worst 20 seconds of maybe all of Friends in terms of the clunky writing and delivery is Rachel's Speech where it suddenly appears to her within seconds that they could have a wedding in the street. Oh yeah, do you know what I mean? They're like, "What are we going to do?" And Rachel goes, "Well, the snow stopped. You could just... Oh, I don't know. Have a wedding in the street. It's this could just be the simple wedding you have always wanted." It's oh god, it just... It's always. I've always hated it. It's a bit sort of saccharine, isn't it? It's very saccharine. It's very like. No, I think the thing is that what friends is brilliant at, and I've kind of always been brilliant at is even though it's a heightened world, a lot of their conversation is the sort of conversation you can imagine humans having in real life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. So they'll laugh at people's jokes in the sitcom, which people never do in a sitcom. You know, they'll they'll have conversations where you go, oh yeah, you know, the conversation would never be this quick and sparky, but actually it's all fairly natural in the grand scheme of things compared to a lot of sitcoms. And that bit... And there's a few bits in Friends. That, for me, is the worst perpetrator of it, where it's like she's reading a line from a primary school play.
1: Yeah, a bit enough.
2: Yeah, a bit enough. yeah. Oh, my God, I just thought you could have a wedding in the street. This might be the simple wedding you always wanted. Oh, good idea, Rachel. Let's do the street work. You know, it's like... Ugh. Anyway, I know they have to just move the plot along quickly, but just thought I'd get that out there, Pete. That's all right, Def. That's okay. <laughs> um, And also... Like we said, we've had a lot of snow this week. I'm not coming to your wedding if you're having it in the street, Pete. No (laughs) offence. I love you, but bollocks to that. It's too cold for me to take the dog out with ten layers on. Like, I'm shivering my tits off by the time I get around the corner. I'm not standing around in... Like, Phoebe in her wedding dress without that coat. Honestly, it's not like, ooh, I'm a bit cold. It's... I'm dangerously under temperature.
1: New York cold is yeah. sort of exceptionally cold. Right. If she's out there in, we're talking sort of, well, solid minuses, aren't we?
2: Oh, yeah. We've had minus fives and minus, minus sixes this week here, and we don't get extremes, do we? Uh, Mike's parents do make it, though, because they, uh, they live in Manhattan, don't they? As we know. Although one of them gets tranquilized. Mm, it's a bit of a dodgy moment, that isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's okay, Mike. I've just drugged your mother. Against yeah. her will. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's glossed over, isn't it? And also, what I would say is, it's I guess his mum is worse than his dad, but it's, it's not been like a consistent theme that his mum's the big problem,
1: you know? No, it's just when they met Phoebe the first time, wasn't it? That yeah, obviously but went horribly wrong.
2: They're both pricks, is what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. they've sort of um, neutralised the mother and suddenly the dad's become like, the, oh, thank goodness, I'm normal.
1: Yeah, well but, laid back.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um they bring the dog. They don't take the dog home, as previously discussed. Um, here's a, another injustice for you. The start of the—it's oh, a funny line as well, actually. The start of the episode where Marjorie, Marjorie's odor, and Phoebe says she will shower when Tibet is free. Yes, which is a very like Phoebe plucked out of nowhere line, isn't it? But the disdain that Monica has for Marjorie is absolutely unjustified because Marjorie's steel drum playing is absolutely banging.
1: Yes, that's true. Monica sort of uninvites her, doesn't she? Yeah,
2: against Phoebe. Again, this goes back to the Monica being just a dreadful, dreadful person and sort of taking away all the things Phoebe actually wants at her wedding and replacing it with what Monica thinks is the correct thing to have. Yeah. But in this particular instance, Marjorie is an absolute delight. Yeah, the um, the steel drums are a nice touch. Really nice. What a nice vibe. Get steel drums at all weddings. Yeah. Um, As we we previously mentioned, Gunther's there. Presumably, he opened up Central Perk because it's been closed, because the whole country's closed. Um, But he's on the front row. (laughs) Yes, very prominent role, isn't he? Very front and centre. Phoebe's guests are either lined up with her, Monica and Rachel, on the other side, Ross with the dog, Chandler's on the front row, Joey's being the minister, and then the only other person recognisable from Phoebe's life is Gunther classic the guy that serves them coffee downstairs who's beaming on the front row um but you know it's about about time gunther got to be at a wedding isn't it that's true you know it's been all these ones in the past and vague references to him not being part of the gang and not being invited but
1: if chappy's there then gunther should be
2: well gunther should have been the groomsman that's what they should have done if rachel had picked gunther he'd have been bloody made up he would have loved it and then we get the final bit like we say where ross has still got the dog because mike's parents are dreadful um, and Joey and Chandler arrive home at exactly 11pm. Yes, for their uh, for the organised sex. Organised sex. We're led to believe Monica's already home. And I know weddings aren't traditionally late dues, but to be home and ready to go to bed at 11pm, it feels like it was quite a, a, a tame wedding. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. There's also a reference to when they're like, where's Ross? Maybe he's with that girl he was chatting to. What girl? Who are these? People? There was no one there. Saw Marjorie on the still drunk. <laughs> yeah, there was. There's about twelve people there, and where I. I mean, again, we're looking too deeply into it, but where have they had the reception? Presumably, just in Central Perk, right? Well, it's it's local. Nip inside. Just nipped into Central Perk and had a few coffees. No booze <laughs> there, is there? Happy wedding day, Mike and Phoebe. So you've got the questions for the quiz. Amy's back, back again from the fourth quiz Amy's back quizzing friends quizzes this is the word sort of not it the word okay. friends in that song
1: okay. do you know what I mean you see what I was trying to do I saw it yeah yeah
2: uh, Amy our fourth quizzed, uh, has prepared a lightning round for us there are five questions I have the slideshow question one what are the two kinds of fish Monica wants Phoebe to choose between halibut halibut and salmon Correct. Good, you got that straight away. There you go. I've been eating a lot of fish in the last couple of weeks, actually, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> I found That's a place that does next day fresh fish deliveries. Oh, very nice. That's basically yeah. been. <laughs> it's such a boring story, but well, it's such a good time <laughs> looking up fish recipes and and uh, and cooking them.
1: Um, I'm happy for you.
2: Question two: What was Phoebe doing <laughs> on the day they taught military time? I think she was missile training. Was she? Correct. Question three. Who is playing steel drums and when will she shower? Marjorie. And she'll shower when Tibet is free. As we have already referenced. Question four. What are the three sports Chandler didn't get picked for? Oh, this is annoying because I can only remember two of them, I think. So figure skating. Figure skating. Uh, Balance beam. Balance beam. That's the other one, isn't it? And synchronised swimming. I could remember figure skating and synchronised swimming, but I couldn't remember balance beam. That's what I'm here for. Between us, Pete, we have earned this sound. Good. And question five, what was the name of the Mafia movie Joey didn't get the part for? Do you know what we've covered? Uh, we've done well noting details this week. Yeah. Family Honour 2, This a Timer, It's a Personal, I think is what it is. is the it? one. It's correct. Done well there, Dave. Good quiz. Uh, wonderful quiz thank you as always um, next week Pete what shall we discuss friends? next
1: week it, uh, well, it will be, I can reveal that it will be friends yes good so- um, it will be it's another double request actually the one in Vegas part 2 oh good have we done the one in Vegas part 1 um, I don't think we have no I'm not sure we have either good episode that looking forward to that one in a few weeks' time, we're doing the one with two parts, part two. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. I, lo- I love that people are only requesting half of the 2 parts. That
2: really makes me laugh. So, Some of the end episodes of Friends with Friends, when we've done all the episodes, are going to be like the first half of a shit two-parter, which is just the setup of the rest of it. Yeah. And I cannot wait for that. Um, okay, so the one in Vegas, part two, this time next week here on Friends with Friends. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.